SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identify women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Okay, hi SheQuest. Welcome to SheQuest podcast guest series. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. This series of podcast shows is titled The Lioness's Roar. This month, we explore and dive deep in the world of women, breasts, protection, and power. For many years now, I've been working with sacred symbols, totems, and visual imagery to access a deeper realm of knowledge when it comes to living a magic life. I'm excited to introduce to you this month the symbol of the lioness, a studying totem of protection, fierce self-love, the huntress, confidence, and conviction. I'm excited to connect the dots to the lioness with our inner lives, desires, and dreams. How the lioness is connected to protection, the color orange, and sunlight. I want to share tools of self-preservation, toolkits for protection, grounding breathing exercise, and more. This month, you're in for a treat as I bring in teachers and coaches and authors of all kinds of backgrounds to speak to us of the necessity of recognizing our breath as power and unearthing the world of symbology and sharing their most powerful and radical grounding tools to recalibrate your energies. My hope is this, that through our Chic West guests this month, you start seeing that the world of symbol is rich with insights and messages. Also, to generate together a bank of tools where when you need protection, boundaries, or simply clear the funk quickly, you can rise proudly in your lioness energy. Today, 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 I'm so excited to have Laura Kennedy on the show. Laura is a soulmate and attraction coach who works with women across the globe to help them attract epic love. Her unique approach incorporates yoga philosophy as a guiding tool to help them identify and work through their biggest blocks so that they they can take aligned action and consciously create the love life of their dreams. Her approachable, caring spirit is at the forefront of her work and felt by all her clients. She currently lives in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and feels so grateful to be in a relationship of over five years with her amazing partner. Hi, Laura. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on. And on a personal note, we where did we meet, Laura? I feel we met at Soul Sunday, but we met before yeah, that. Yeah, we've met briefly. I have only had the pleasure, I think, of taking, well, besides Soul Sunday, I think one of your yoga classes, which that needs to change. I need to take more of those. Back when we did, uh, I think you were doing one for a, a workshop that I had gone to, the Big Magic Workshop. Oh my God, that was like forever it was ago. Forever ago. I know. I'm not out in Cal Bay very often. So, so cool. So cool. Um, well, thank you so much for being on the show. And we're adapting the theme a little bit to fit just like what you offer. And I'm just, just so excited to expose the members to your the richness of what you offer. I just love it so much. And uh, on the SheQuest podcast, my first question is always uh, what makes you feel alive? today. So that's how I start. What makes me feel alive today? Love it. That is a great question. So today in particular, 
I, I mean, I love connecting with people. So the fact that we're doing this, this makes me feel alive. I also had a really lovely coffee date this morning with two, you know, like-minded soul sisters. And one thing in particular, just like the weather today is gorgeous. So I'm really, really hoping to get out for like a little walk at least in between client sessions and that kind of thing. The birds are chirping and yeah, I don't know if you've been outside today, but it's, it's beautiful. So that's, those are, it is it's super mild for January. Yeah, I know it's my birthday's in January and I always just think of it. It's like, it's always a cold time, but it's absolutely gorgeous out there today. So wait, it's your birthday today. No, not today. Yeah. <laughs> no, a couple of weeks ago. And before we dive deep in our subject and with you, like in relation to the Linus's roar, I, I want to talk more about like kind of realigning to our truth and, um, kind of talking about like our beliefs mm. system and and yeah and how to attract like epic love and maybe on a relational level uh but as well as in ourselves you yeah. know and I think we can like really get into that but um I just want you to tell us like just who you are your story uh professionally personally just where you grew up you know where you got where you are today yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned, I'm a soulmate attraction coach professionally. Um, and yeah, what that means is I support women to align their energy, be their highest self so that they can attract in their amazing partner, you know, that they desire and deserve. So we'll, we'll definitely be diving into that, I'm sure, or at least some of the tools that um, are used there and, and can be applicable to everything, which is, yeah, it, it actually fits really well with the topic, I think. So it's super exciting. And I mean, I really, this kind of ties in with my story a bit. I, I started doing this, uh, or it all came about because I specifically was having a really hard time in my love life. Like I really wanted a partner and, you know, I've always been interested or for a long time anyways, interested in personal development and uh, yoga, especially and self-help and that kind of thing. And I just kind of stumbled upon these yogic principles that I'm sure we'll talk about. And they really like changed my entire life, like from, like we were just saying, like loving myself and, and truly my life as it was, even though it wasn't by any means perfect. And, you know, there's some hardships and things uh, at the time, but really just learning, learning to live my best life as it was. And that's essentially part of the process of, of attracting in, you know, more of what you want, right? So yeah, it was my own personal experience that kind of um, led down that path. And I mean, I've got a, a business coach who kind of helped me piece all that together about three years ago, um, that I'm still working with now. And personally, I grew up in uh, Sydney, Nova Scotia, in Cape Breton. And I've been in Halifax for about 10 years now. Um, like I said, my partner and I have been together over five years. I've got two older sisters, um, four beautiful little nieces and nephews. So uh, yeah, I have a lot of love around me, which is is really important. And I think it was funny because I was I was giving some thought, I guess, to you know what I wanted to share actually before you know before we hopped on. And I think uh, there's part of me was like, is this really relevant yeah. to share? I'm not sure, but. I think it really is. I mean, a big a big part of my story, or I guess why I do what I do, and I think just how I try to lead my life goes back to like my father. Um, he's he recently passed, but he um, had a lot of health struggles, and you know he was on a, a wait list for a lung transplant at one point, and that kind of thing. So that 
to me, I think we all kind of have sometimes these like wake up call moments or stories. Um, that to me was, was one that really kind of woke me up and was like, okay, I, I need to make the most of my life, you know, and, and not settle for this mediocre or even great life. Honestly, like I want to really live and, you know, going into the lioness roar, like really step into my full power and live an inspired life and hopefully inspire other people. So that's, I felt that was important to share. <laughs> I'm super proud to have partnered with Hippie, a Canadian skincare company and offering you 30% off all their products. I've been using Hippie Groovy Glow, Pore Hustler, and Jomo Mask, and I've completely fell in love with this not only natural clean, but sulfate-free, alcohol-free, and did I say Canadian product? Hippie's mission is to simplify your skincare routine and bring practical, effective solutions to your moody skin. Their belief is that feeling beautiful in your own skin is a right, not a privilege. Hippie's offering SheQuest podcast listener. 30% off with the coupon SheQuest30. Go to www.hippies, that's H-I-P-B-E-E-S.com and claim your 30% off any product in their shop today. That's SheQuest30, S-H-E-Q-U-E-S-T-30. I'm really excited to bring this mindful and sustainable plant-based skincare in the SheQuest family. Enjoy glowing skin. Bye. I love it. It gave me like a full body shiver, but it's exactly what it is. And I love how you say like, I don't just want to live a great life. (laughs) I want to live like a grandiose like tale of, you know, just like, it's big, you know, I just love it. Thank you so much for trusting us with this story. Thank you. And when did, so you were talking about this kind of pivotal moment for you um, when your father passed away, but when do you think you started awakening to, um, yeah. like you, you mentioned yoga philosophy earlier? Yeah, it's a really good question. So, I mean, yoga in particular, I think I went to my first class, it was 2009 with my sister. I remember it vividly. And it's so funny because, well, I spoke a little bit about this at Soul Sunday. Like I first went to yoga it was my first year of university just because I didn't want to gain the fresh 15. <laughs> like I just wanted to, you know, do something to keep active and that yeah. sort of thing. And um, of course I soon started to realize how it had so many more benefits, you know, than just the physical body. And then it was, you know, so I, I kind of latched onto that, right. I loved it. That was definitely my exercise of choice for years. Um, and then it was in 2012, I think, I was out in Calgary actually doing a work term for university. And so I was at a different yoga studio there and um, they had put on a workshop around yoga philosophy in particular, these 10 uh, principles, which are the yamas and the niyamas in Sanskrit. Those are the principles that I, I fell in love with and like really started to implement in my life. And I took courses around them and took my yoga teacher training, I think a year or two later to really deepen my knowledge of yoga as a whole, including those principles still. And then my coaching business, I started working that on that about three years ago, I think it was. And yeah, I, I didn't know right at first that I wanted to do love coaching in particular. I just knew that I wanted to impact women in a really powerful way. And, and 
just like generally help them live that amazing life. And I kind of looked at my own life and and where I felt I had the most transformation. Um, and it was definitely my love life kind of going from really not that great to amazing. Um, yeah. And I've learned so much and I'm continuing to learn so much in love and life in general, right? Like I don't think that will ever stop. And uh, yeah, I really love that. So. And just tell us like when you, like how do, how do you do that to help people like just like how to guide them to identify mm-hmm. their biggest blocks or where they're stuck like how do you point that and and she quest we do a lot of shadow work yeah for sure so that's the thing is everyone as you know everyone is so unique and individual right and we all have certain experiences that really do shape our beliefs what we think is possible you know, our our outlooks, that sort of thing, our habits, patterns, you know, whether they're supporting us or they're not. And that's the thing I often say is like, if, if we feel like something is missing, or we don't quite have what we want, I mean, yes, there are tangible things, of course, that we can do to help us, you know, move closer towards that. So in love, for example, you know, yeah, you want to be putting yourself out there, maybe online, maybe in person, you know, in order to meet people, you know, communication skills, those kind of hard things. But in order to actually do that at all or to do it like authentically in your in your highest self i like to say we do need to look at within and kind of see what what is that block right or perhaps opportunity is a nicer nicer way to put it so yeah i use these 10 yogic principles the yamas and the niyamas that i mentioned um as a really big guiding tool throughout my work so you know over the course of work with clients we'll go through each of them and they all have many layers i know you're familiar with them so they all have many layers to them and again each person's individual experience will kind of affect what you know what works for them what doesn't um but i find going through that process really you know really shows us where the work lies right like you were talking about shadow work and i think a big piece of it is just really being in tune to how we feel and like what what are we shying away from and why you know and really yeah really diving into that. And I think, you know, yes, we can do that on our own to a certain degree. (laughs) That's where I'm a little biased. Like I am a coach, but I also so believe in it. I have a coach myself because we all have blind spots. And so we might think we're doing this one thing really great. um, And perhaps we are in one area of our life or one situation. But when we dive deep and, and kind of really, you know, look at things a little more intentionally, oftentimes we we see things that maybe we didn't at first that are, are really big opportunities to work through. So, you know, it's hard to kind of go into specifics because everyone's so different. Uh, but I love, I love everything you say because it's so, um, like I have mentors mm-hmm. too. Like I think we can't, can't do the work that we're doing, you know, and not have people like, you know, yeah. it just propels us so much further, mm-hmm. you know, when we have the, the kind of nudges, you know, um, witnesses I guess um but Laura I want to tell you a story because I think I really love this story I have because when you were like talking and just to and to I I want to link it to to like women that are listening to this that like are not looking to have like a love relationship when I was like you know in my early 20s I used to attract the biggest assholes like 
It was unreal. Like the way that I would be treated or like literally like let myself be. Right. Because like I did this to myself, you know, like, I mean, you know, those guys, like it wasn't, it's not really their fault. really. (laughs) But anyways, it's so, and um, like the, my last, you know, boyfriend, I would say, but Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it was pretty on and off before I met my husband now the lying that would happen like so manipulative and like you know now when I look Mm. back it was like my own low self-purity you know and I mean it's so easy to to say that now but like when you're in it you know it's like you don't see Mm -hmm. I was completely blind to all all those lies and all like I would just be so gullible you know Mm -hmm. Uh, just because I was so starved for for love because like I wasn't loving myself you know and uh, you wouldn't believe this I have such a I, it's something I shared in my yoga teacher's training because it was such a moment for me where I realized that the yoga that I was doing in the classroom was like almost like a, it's the, one of the first time I saw it yeah. revealed in my, like outside of the yoga room. And I was like walking through a park and I was just so fed <laughs> up about that said, you know, asshole. <laughs> I was just so fed up and I was walking through the park and like I conscious, mm. I was like, I was in a walking shavasana. Like it was wild. I was like walking and like, I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like I, I'm so like, I was just so fed up and so tired, you know, to be treated the way this guy was treating me, you know? And I remember, it's such a clear moment in my mind, like such a powerful moment. I was like walking through this park and I was like, Mm -hmm. and I, I said, I was like, I just give it up to you universe. I, I give it up to you. I'm just tired of like fighting and being treated like that. And that's the night I met my husband. <laughs> oh my God. I I love that and actually have like something very similar happen to me in a sense. Like I, I think, yeah, when you, you've just like, you get to a point where you've had enough, you know, and oh, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, anyways, now, I mean, I've, I've thought about this, this moment, like it, it felt for me like it was like a walking Shavasana. It was like, it was like I was surrendering all to the universe and like mm-hmm. and uh just another thing that I like I remember is like that night like I hadn't worn any makeup like I was just like being myself and I even remember like when I met my husband I was just so unimpressed like I was just so being like so myself you know like I was yeah. just like whatever like <laughs> Yeah, and um, it was it's wild now that I think about it whereas previously you know I was just trying so hard you know it wasn't getting me anywhere and I was I was tired I was just yeah I had enough you know oh my gosh well it's too funny I won't go into into my whole story but something very similar I was you know seeing this guy and it was on and off and I just I decided that evening I was like I, I have to put an end to this like I need to live in alignment right practice this yogic principle of truth right and uh anyways the next day um I was at home in Cape Breton it was Thanksgiving weekend actually and I remember a friend had asked me if I wanted to get together with her and you know go for a few drinks at someone's place and I remember saying to my mom I'm not really sure you know I didn't really bring any clothes home that I'd wear out and that kind of thing and she's like listen you know, you should go just have fun. And I remember wearing like leggings and a pair and a, a my mom's top and a pair of her boots. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna go have fun. And that's the night that Caleb and I met. 
<laughs> so it's too funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence, right? It's, it's, we were becoming more empowered and in alignment with what we actually wanted, right? Yeah. And it's like, would you say like when you coach people or like, I mean, you must hear stories like that often or, or maybe not, but like we, we truly attract, you know, or manifest what, what's inside us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting topic. And, and one I've been having with a lot of people lately, especially like, cause it, it can be really hard to see when you are in it. Like you said, you know, if you're attracting jerks all the time, you know, like it, it's like, well, I'm not a jerk. And like, it can be really hard to see, but uh, one common example I get in, in love with potential clients or clients is that often they're attracting men that they feel are unavailable. And they're like, but I'm so ready. And I, so it's not a mirror and it doesn't make sense. Or I'm attracting people that are mean and that's not me. And it's not to say that, that it's a direct exact reflection, but I think it does pose the question of like, are there any parts of me that are unavailable or how could I become even more available or more ready for my partner? And that's the thing is like, even if we feel extremely ready or whatever the case is, there's always a next level and there's some opportunity that we can to better align ourselves. And sometimes it's like, uh, sometimes I'll say too, if, if you really feel like that's not a reflection of you, well, it might, the opportunity might be just not making it a story. You know what I mean? Not making it like really rock your world so much so that your energy is like, so that it takes you down and out, you know, and, and being able to maintain that empowered, aligned, high vibe state. Um, and that over time, you'll see that those things or those people um, don't get attracted to you as much anymore that aren't a match for that. Like what tools would you like, do you recommend? Like, cause that's really what the Linus Roar is all about. Like this high vibe, what tools you do you use? Yeah. I mean, like I always just keep going back to these 10 yogic principles. Like for me, they're kind of like this map and it's like, okay, things are not, I'm not attracting in the people or experiences I want right now. Like which one of these can I shift? Like which one of these can I take to the next level? And just to give a couple examples, like kindness and compassion is one, right? Ahimsa is the Sanskrit word or nonviolence is another translation of it. So, you know, just saying like, can I be a little more kind to myself? Can I be more loving to myself so that I can attract that in, right? Like that's, that could be one, or is it truth, right? Am I living in my truth? Am I living in alignment? Are my actions in alignment with my words or my desires, you know, am I overcomplicating things? Like simplicity is another one, right? So like for me, those ones are really, like the yoga principles are really powerful um, and I use them with my clients. But I think it all comes back to like at the the very forefront, I think is having that mindfulness and that space and the support that we need in order to recognize where those you know, where those tweaks need to be made. Right. Um, and everyone's different. So what, what might be needed for me might be totally different from yourself, Estelle. Right. So if, um, I would come up to you, like, how can we start, you know, from your perspective, um, building a relationship with love mm-hmm. and not just like outward like, yeah. relationship, but like our own self love. Yeah. I love that question. So, I mean, I think that's the thing 
starting simple, right? Because oftentimes when we're like overloaded with tools and, you know, strategies and all that stuff, we information overload, right? So I think, again, just first of all, like awareness. So like, going throughout your day, and maybe if you want or need, you even keep a little log in your phone or a little notebook of like, when do you catch yourself not being love, right? And so like, we'll, we'll even kind of tie it into the first yogic principle, ahimsa, kindness and compassion, because I, I see that as love. So it's like, in what ways are you being unkind to yourself? You know, are you going throughout your day and maybe you mess up on a project at work or something and you're like, oh gosh, you know, I'm so stupid or, you know, I was rushing and I should have caught that and, you know, so-and-so wouldn't have let that happen. Like really just take a pause and, and look at the language that you're using and like a really powerful question to ask yourself is like, would I ever speak to my best friend that way or a daughter? Like maybe, maybe you have a daughter, maybe you will in the future, but you know, that, that can really be a great tool. Hey there, interrupting this incredibly heart opening conversation to let you know about my new art channel. If you are listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included in the membership sisterhood community. Yay. More than eight, 21 days of mindful art classes and curated topics for each class, such as 21 Days of Birds and Butterfly, 21 Days of Women and Power, 21 Days of Love and Loss, Earth and Sky, and so on. This year, I'm running a year-long 112 Days of Painting Meditation, where I will upload nine paintings a month inspired by the Radiant Sutras. Together, inspired by mindful artists from all over the world, we paint thousand-year-old yogic principles and enter a gateway of wonder and awe. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the art channel and meet its community, this option is now available. Use the coupon SHEART, that's S-H-E-A-R-T, to get one month free and tell the women you know and love about this outstanding opportunity to develop a home art practice. SheQuest membership stores will open again soon, but until then, enjoy my art channel and say yes to creative living, yes to painting for joy, and yes to connection. Now back to our ever-expanding and electrifying conversation. A simple tool, but a great tool to help you notice that you're being really unkind and not giving yourself that love. And then of course, it's okay, what would I say to them instead? How would I love and support them and shower them with kindness and compassion? You know, and of course, yes, maybe there were some things I could have done differently. But, you know, oftentimes, we're so hard on ourselves. And that like, just even that piece can go a really long way. And when we're in that vibration of love more often, we're bound to attract attract more of that in. And if for some fluke we don't and we're getting something else, like I said before, maybe it's not that direct reflection, but we don't make such a big deal out of it or we're able to better manage it and not make it all about us and just kind of say, okay, 
you know, no big deal. I, I trust that that what I want is coming, whether it's a relationship or a job or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking to attract into your life. Do you do this daily love practice, like recognize? Because like when we're so mm. enthralled into it, like do you journaling at all or yeah oh my gosh it's too funny I (laughs) my partner and I were up for a coffee the other day we both had our journals and we just bought them like I don't know maybe a month ago and mine's like already (laughs) I'm like I almost need a new one soon he's like oh my gosh (laughs) I journal a lot um yeah that's I just love that because I feel like it's it's always there for me you know just like yoga just like the breath your connection to self like those are things you know, I think this conversation is so important because those are things that no one can take away from you. You know, those are permanent if you allow them to be. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really, really beautiful. So journaling is huge for me. Um, and yeah, just as I move throughout my days, I mean, I do my best to be mindful and kind of flip the, flip the switch or the script. Um, but I also have a coach as well. And, you know, a lot of people on my team of support to kind of, um, help me see where, let's say I might be unkind or overcomplicating things or that kind of thing without even being aware of it. Amazing. And, um, what's your own, like, uh, favorite personal tools for self-growth? Well, tools. I have kind of a mixed bag of things. I mean, like I said, journaling, these yogic principles are like my guiding tool. Um, leaving coaching support, yeah. you know, just like, I think any way, like for me, I just try to surround myself with, with positivity and personal growth, like like-minded individuals as much as possible. So even on my social media, you know, listening to podcasts, um, reading self-personal development books, that kind of thing. I love that point, uh, Laura, about the social media. I like, I do that monthly. Yeah. Like I like kind of clean out, like as I, I don't need to see that. Like I don't need this to be yeah. my like, you know, conscious. Exactly. Like, you know. Yeah. I and mean, that's the interesting yeah. thing too is like, I know there's, there's some people that, you know, really don't like social media and there's, it, of course it, it can be a platform you know, for bad as well, which is unfortunate, but that's the thing is everything can be good or bad. And it, it's how you choose to look at it and how you choose to create it. Right. And, um, yeah, so I think it's just like being really intentional with, with your actions and, and what you're surrounding yourself with, um, meditation, really great tool as well, or visualizing and just like, you know, certain things to raise your vibe, like putting on a good tune and, and dancing around the house, you know, <laughs> having a glass of wine with your yeah. girlfriends or coffee, right? Those I, I see those as kind of those those tools as well, or, or kind of, you know, soul uh, fueling, as my business coach likes to call it, um, you know, practices. So, you know, I love myself. A good yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and are there things that you do to ground yourself? I mean, you mentioned meditation, but just like to center yourself and just come back to that lioness, like inner Mm. lioness. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think a big thing that's coming up for me just like lately is, yeah, really just, I think what you said, like returning to yourself and trying to eliminate mm. the clutter of what everyone else (laughs) thinks you should do or how you should handle something and that kind of thing. Because like I said earlier, everyone is different and what works for some someone might not work for someone else. So yeah, I think it's just like, honestly, it can be as simple. Like if I'm, if I'm having a moment where I'm feeling like things are not going the way I want just to like 
slow down and close my eyes and take five deep breaths and ask the universe for support or like pick a card from a card deck or ask for a sign, you know, not things like I I do every day. I'll, I'll say that, but yeah, definitely things that really do make me feel grounded. And, and like I said, they're those tools that are there for you whenever you need them. The last questions are just like quick kind of question for you to answer. Um, do you have a favorite mantra? Ooh, okay. I have a little tattoo of a Sanskrit mantra. It's Harry Om. And essentially, just quickly, the interpretation kind of is that you, you know, this trust that you're being supported by a higher power and all is working out as it should. I love that. I love that you have it tattooed. Yes, it's a little one kind of on my right rib cage, I guess. I love it. I always think of mantras as like literally like invisible word tattoos, but you have yours like truly tattooed. Because I always will need that reminder no matter what. It's applicable to everything. I love that. And um, do you have a favorite flower? Probably sunflower. Oh, happy they're my favorite. Yeah. Um, what about a favorite book you've read? Like it can be about art, but it can be about what we've spoken about too during this podcast. Favorite book specifically about art, actually one that's coming to mind, which is so funny because I know, uh, well, I think your, your SheQuest members may have yeah. read this or I can yeah, it was so funny. I saw someone post it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's my <laughs> favorite book about art, the war of art, yeah. right? Uh, I can't remember who's the author on that uh, one. Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, Pressfield. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. And talks about all these blocks and resistance in in art, right? And and then the other ways. And our life is essentially art, is it not? So. <laughs> and do you have other books, perhaps on like yoga philosophy, or like if we, if we want to know more about the. Yeah, my favorite one on yoga philosophy is it's essentially called the Yamas and Niyamas, yeah. and it's by Deborah Adele. Um. Yeah, a really, really good, it's like an overview of the 10 principles, kind of generally speaking. And then, of course, if you wanted to, you know, dive deeper into how they relate to your love life or something like that, I mean, I'm always, I'm around too. (laughs) And we'll put that, I'd love if we put that in the show notes so that um, we can do that. And then uh, what about, are you a podcast listener? A little bit. Yeah. I, uh, a big one I'm listening to now is my business coaches podcast actually called soul fuel. Okay. Yeah. And what's her name? Her name is Wendy Collier. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to put that on there as well. And I uh, just fit, kind of finish on a light note there. Do you have a favorite treat food or otherwise? Hmm. Anything chocolate is usually a good one with me, <laughs> like a really special like I love going to a cafe and getting a really yummy peanut butter cup with salt, sea salt. That's what it is. Peanut butter cup with sea salt on top from a local coffee oh shop. <laughs> with a nice hazelnut uh, oat milk latte. Oh, that sounds delish. Delish. Yeah. <laughs> and my last question, it's a it's a loaded one, but I have faith in you, Laura. There's okay. a great speaker. Um, knowing what you know about the transformative power of self-love, would you wish women knew more about its magic? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think what I would say to that is just like, I know, you know, self-love and self-care kind of gets um, overhyped maybe a little bit these days, or in a sense, it's kind of underhyped. I guess I should say like, it's not just, 
you know, I think my sister had put it this way before. It's not just like bubble baths or, you know, whatever, like really deep self-love. Like if you can do that, your world can truly open up and you can, you can really attract in all of your deepest desires. Like I said, no matter if that's the relationship of your dreams or career or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, like things can really, really, really start to open up when you look inside yourself and, and, you know, remove the blocks or work on the blocks that are preventing you from, from being in that like really aligned, loving place. And it doesn't have to be, I think, as difficult as, as we make it out to be sometimes too. I think that's an important note to add, like get support if you need it. Right. And I know the women listening, like listening to this podcast is one form of that. Right. So whether it's that or in your membership or hiring a coach, like someone who you really um, trust, you know, to support you along this journey is a really, a really empowering thing too. I know sometimes people think, oh, I should be able to do this on myself or myself and that kind of thing. But it's such an empowering thing when you have someone helping you, like, that's what I think of as a good coach, someone helping you determine what's best for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what I would say about that. I love it. Yes. And I, yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you're such a delight. You're such a delight, Laura. And um, I just love what you exude and what you're all about. Thank you so much for coming on today. And where can we, where can we find you and how can we support you if you want more of Laura? How, how yes. How well, first of all, thank you so much. This is such a fun conversation. I'm sure we could chat forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And if people want to want to follow me or kind of just touch base personally, um, Instagram or Facebook is probably the best. So on Instagram, uh, my handle is Laura Kennedy coach and Facebook personally is, is just my name. But if, if women are listening and they specifically want support, um, you know, with their love life, they could sign up for emails on my website. And that is laurakennedycoach.com. And that will kind of share with them different ways to be connected. I'm, I'm on all platforms, that kind of thing. But uh, and I think you and I were, were talking about maybe putting a note. I'm happy to, to connect on a free call with with those type of women if, if they would like some support. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.